0: Are you ready to take action to attain the lifestyle of your dreams? It's a great way to make a lot of money fast, fast, fast. Investor Hey, what's going on? Cody with the OG Clever Investor. Welcome back to The Clever Investor Show. Today, I'm going solo, baby. We're going to go right in. This is my first official podcast of 2024. Let's go. What a great year. I feel like so many people are ready for 2024, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but last year, it was like, the, the the word of the year was like, turbulent, this year, my word of the year is intentional, I know with all of me, because of all the hard work, and the prep work, and the, and the preparation to, to position ourselves correctly, that 2024 is going to be one of those standout breakthrough years, I hope it is for you, but let's talk about today, what it takes to win this game. A lot of you guys follow my podcast. You're in the real estate business. You're you're trying to be a wholesaler. You're trying to be a rehab. You're trying to do creative finance. You're trying to get rental properties and build wealth. Kudos for you for being actually in a money making vehicle that is worth the energy. By the way, uh, so many people waste their damn time in in these industries or these niches that don't have any hope. There's no hope. You're never gonna work your way to wealth. Like you're not gonna go get a job working. I don't know, whatever niche it is, trading your time for money. Even if you're making good money, you're not going to get there. There's going to be inflation. There's going to be taxes. You're going to get fired. There's going to be all kinds of hurdles that life throws at you. It's going to be very hard for you to work your way to wealth. But when you're in real estate, because it's such a valuable asset, a valuable commodity, there's lots of money in this game. You know, I went from being kind of this, you know, kind of financial loser within one year. Now, now you guys know my story. The first 14 months, I didn't do a single deal. So let me rephrase that. It took me two years and four months before I was a multimillionaire. But let me ask you something. Would you, if you were in the right vehicle and the first 14 months was like learning and trial and error and you didn't make any money and you have... you Quit the business, and then you finally started. But from the time I did my first deal to the time I got my next year's tax returns, I had one point three million dollars in my in, in on paper that I made that year. I was officially a millionaire. Would you do that? Of course you would. Anybody would. How many t-shirts you got to sell uh, to be able to to make one point three million dollars? A whole freaking lot. But in real estate, it's possible to make a lot. And guess what? Every single time I doubled my income, every year, year after year, I just kept doubling my income. It's a beautiful industry to be in. I love the real estate space. Now, with that being said, there was a big difference in my mindset. If I go back in time to Cody 2003, how I thought about money, how I thought about winning, how I thought about success, how I dealt with failure. How I dealt with challenges, how I dealt with people doing me dirty, cutting me out of deals, sidelining me, bullying me, pushing me around, not taking my calls. You know, listen, I remember a lot of things from the beginning when I first started. I remember the amount of sacrifice I had to make putting myself in credit card debt, flying all over the country by myself, totally out of my element, scared, feeling super uncomfortable, feeling super insignificant, going to all these workshops and throwing my credit card at the at the guru up on stage and hoping that the information I was buying was going to help me break through. I remember the... Hours and hours of sacrifice, me telling my friends, hey, listen, I can't go out anymore. I can't party with you. I can't go chase girls. Trust me. All I wanted to do when I was 23 years old was chase tail. I almost said another word. I'm glad I didn't say the other word. What guy doesn't? Other than, you know, maybe guy that got on earlier, you know? Maybe somebody who understood that to be successful, you got to give some things up. All I wanted to do was party with my friends, enjoy a drink every once in a while, maybe a little ecstasy, come on, throw some shrooms my way, life would be good, I'd play some video games, I'd chase some tail, what more does a, a young man want? You know, I'd, I'd I'd get average grades in school just enough to sk- skirt by, and that was my life. I remember finally lighting up and saying, you know what, I can't party anymore, I can't go to the clubs, I can't go after girls. I got to get my money game on point. I got to figure out this real estate thing. The amount of sacrifice I made to make this dream come true. I remember when I was learning the business, how many people didn't take my call. I would cold call people. I would go and knock on doors. I would try to get in meetings with big realtors in town or big mortgage guys in town or big wholesalers in town. Nobody wanted to fuck with me. Nobody was taking my calls. They weren't excited to meet with me. All they did was push me around, pass me by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was that guy that I didn't have much value. I didn't have a lot to offer in their eyes. And so they just passed me over. I remember going down to the foreclosure auction, trying to break into that business. Not one person wanted me there. I remember my parents sitting me down saying, Cody, you're making a mistake. This is a stupid idea. You look like you're 15 years old. You don't have any money. You drive a piece of shit pickup truck. What are you thinking? Wait, go do. Normal. Go get a normal job Work your way up the corporate ladder Make more money Then eventually go do real estate Them shitting all over my dreams I remember my girl giving me the ultimatum Listen, you've been trying for 14 months This isn't working You need to go get a real job And all along the way, pushing back saying, no, I could do this. No, I could do this. I believe I can do this. No, no, you're wrong. I see people, I go to these events. I see them being prated up on stage. They're all making money. If they could do it, so can I. I remember all of the heartbreak and letdowns and the real estate agents cutting me out of deals and getting so freaking close time and time again, quitting and unquitting, quitting and unquitting. I also remember that first deal check. That first time, like getting that person to say yes, signing the contract, going to the bank a couple weeks later and closing the deal and getting a $40,000 profit check that I was depositing in my account. Making more money than I made as a full-time bookkeeper making $34,000 a year, I just made in a single deal. My first big deal, 40K. How good that feeling was. You know what else I remember? I remember going to my parents saying, Hey, I got you. You don't have to stress about money anymore. I cracked the real estate code. I know how to do this. And turning one deal into three deals into 30 deals into 300 deals. I'm retiring my parents eventually. I also remember the thousands of addresses of homeowners that I met that I was able to create win-win situations for that I went off and Started companies, scaled businesses, looked up one day and going, Oh my God, I have a hundred team members working for me. So many of our listeners reach out and they ask us how they can get involved in my actual real estate deals. Our investment firm specializes in finding deeply discounted properties, acquiring them, renovating, stabilizing both single family and multifamily properties all over the United States. That's why we're so excited to share with you clevercapitalfund.com. Now, if you have some investment capital and you want to deploy it and receive double digit returns back by real estate, then visit our website and see which fund is right for you. We have both equity funds and we have debt funds where you just get paid out every month like clockwork. All you got to do is visit www.clevercapitalfund.com today to learn more. Impacting a hundred people's lives. They're all eating off of my plate because I never quit. So yeah, I remember a lot of the bad, but I definitely remember all of the good. So I want to talk about some of the things that you have to do to shift your psychology, shift your mindset, People come to me all the time. They're like, Cody, how do I crack the real estate code? And yeah, I can give you the playbook. I can say, here's the here's the rule book or the playbook. Here's the blueprint. All you got to do is follow the recipe. You know how to bake a cake, right? Just step one, step two, step three, just go do that. But if that's all I gave you, your chances of actually achieving the goal is very low. I can line up 100 new real estate investors in front of me And two of them will go out and do deals. They can spend all the money on coaching and mentoring, get all the best information, have come from a phenomenal family. They could be, have everything in life going for them, literally set up with no friction, no restrictions, and they still can fuck the whole thing up and never do a deal. I see it happen time and time again. Why is it that an immigrant can come over from another country that speaks English as a third language that doesn't really understand even our rules, our laws, doesn't have any resources, and they go out there and they absolutely dominate in this business. And you take some white kid from middle America that has perfect parents and a perfect upbringing with no trauma, all of the platform to springboard and go off in life and do well, and they totally fuck it all up and never get a deal and quit the business. What happened between the two? I'll tell you, the The difference is their psychology. The difference is the mindset. And so what I want to do on this podcast for the next, I don't know, 25 minutes or so, let's just talk about some of this stuff because it's weird because if I asked you, how do you go and lose weight and get muscles? You don't need to be a personal trainer. You don't need to have an exercise science degree, but you know the answer you eat well, you move your body, right? Like you're gonna know that. That's a natural thing that you're smart enough to come up with that. And if I say, how do you flip a house and make 20K? You could probably read a how to wholesale book and within an hour, technically get it. You you can know what to do. But there's a big difference between knowing and actually doing. The, the person that takes action has to go through a psychological shift. And if I think back to, Cody in the past versus Cody today, guess what? Everything's different. My friendships are different. All of my closest people around me are different. I don't hang around the same people that I hung around back in the day. I don't listen to the same things. I don't eat the same things. I don't move the same way. I don't have the same morning routines. I don't think about money the same way. I don't have the same relationship with my parents. Everything shifted. And it shifted because it had to shift. If I wanted to get to the next level of success, I had to change. You see, if you came to me and said, Cody, how do I become real estate rich? I'd say, you're asking the wrong question. It's not what, it's who. And I'm not saying who do you need to know? Because yes, this is a team sport. You have to know other people. It's not who do you need? It's who do you need to become? Who do you need to evolve into? So that way you can... Take on bigger opportunities, handle more pressure, bounce back a little bit faster, have people believe in you a little bit more. So that way, when you pitch the 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 concept of investing in this commercial deal or in this multifamily deal or in this you know new build that you want to pull off, they actually look at you and go, "That's a motherfucker that's gunning." I believe in this. He, I can see that he believes in himself so much. That I want to bet on him. How do you get there? Well, first off, we know that winners have a bounce back spirit. You have to invite the adversity into your life. If you think you're going to roll around in this business, it's all cupcake and rainbows. It's not going to happen that way. You're going to get lied to. You're going to get stolen from. You're going to build a team and some of your team members are going to take shit from you and leave. You're going to allow people to sit right next to you as you build your empire. You're going to give them a front row seat and they're going to take full advantage of you. While they're with you, they might help you. But at some point, they're going to say to themselves, fuck this, I want to go do this on my own. I don't want to do this with Cody. I don't want to be Cody's understudy forever. I want to go out and be my own man. And they're going to bounce on you. And you're going to feel injustice at that moment. You're going to say to yourself, but why? I I gave you the path. I gave you the front row seat. I introduced you to all my best relationships. Why did you do me like that? And you're thinking about it wrong. That man has his own story to write, his own journey to go after his dreams. Who are you to get in that way? So you have to have a bounce back spirit. It's the cornerstone of everything that I do. I say to myself every single day, Sperber, are you willing to sit in the pressure today? Are you willing to invite big problems into your life today? Most people aren't. Most people want to be fucking average. That's just the truth. There's a lot of people out there that would, they get power from being a victim. They would rather sit there and take out their blame thrower and blast everybody around them and say, it's the government's fault. It's the, prices are too high. Uh, That real estate agent, did me dirty or or the, the loan I got into was a bad loan or that homeowner wasn't, you know, didn't participate the way I expected them to or whatever your story is. And you're going to sit there and you're going to be a victim and you're going to wonder why people don't want to do business with you. You're never going to get it. And it's okay. We need average people. It's okay. Bail out of this business. Go be a spectator in life. We need spectators. We need people you know to motivate us. I know I get motivation every single time I put put out a post on social media. I put out a post the other day that said some kind of aggressive shit like when you're young you shouldn't be out there chasing pussy, you shouldn't be out there, you know, di- getting distracted with drugs and alcohol. If you don't have a six pack and a quarter million dollars in your bank account, you should not pick your head up. You should stay focused on just making money if you're a young man. You can get the girls later. You can get uh, uh, all the luxury items later. Live the lifestyle later. Right now, you got to put your head down and go to work. And you got to do that for as long as it takes. And I said something real aggressive like that. And I get these people on, on social, you know, they, they leave comments. These spectators in life. They leave comments like, oh, Cody, uh, dude, uh, doesn't matter if you have a six-pack. Six-pack don't even equate to health. Six-packs don't matter. You know, I agree about making some money, but, you know, a six-pack doesn't mean anything. You know, I could be happy without a six-pack. You know who says that shit? Fat motherfuckers without a six-pack. That's who talks shit about guys. I didn't have a six-pack forever. I never had a six-pack. I was 40 years old before I got a six-pack. You know how fucking hard it is to earn a six-pack? Do you know how much transformation has to happen for you to go from being dad bod? And trust me, I got pictures out there on the internet. I'm dad boding it up. I got the belly, I got the droopy boobies, I got the whole thing, you know, the only thing I was missing was a set of Tevas, like, I was just a mess, and I look at me now, and I'm like, ripped, it took years of hitting the gym, eating right, checking my hormone levels, doing everything I needed to do in order to build the foundation so I can become a man with a six pack, I want to be ripped. And it was a hard process to get here. So, yeah, I get it, you dumb motherfucker. Six-packs aren't everything. It's the man you have to become in order to earn the six-pack that means everything. And not not one person that earned a six-pack was on my social talking shit. They were all like, fuck yes, let's go. That's the journey I went on. I'm so much happier now. I'm so, if I asked you right now, if you've done like this in life or you've gone through like phases, and everybody goes through phases. I'm not saying if you don't have a six pack, you're a loser. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, even if you kind of fell off the bandwagon a little bit, maybe you, maybe you enjoyed a little late night weed. You were over here, you know, you started snacking a little bit more than normal. It's winter time. It's cold outside. You don't want to worry about your six pack right now. You got off the bandwagon a little bit. You know what a winner does? A winner has a bounce back fucking spirit. They're going to say to themselves, okay, chilling and grilling time is up. It's time to get back at it. And you know what? They're going to go put in the work and I guarantee through muscle memory, through their pure perseverance, they're going to get back and they're going to get that six back by summer. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm saying, yes, I understand money's not everything. You know who always says that money's not everything? Life's more about happiness than my broke motherfuckers. You know, I have, I've ha- I have problems without money. I have problems with money. Every new level has a new devil. My problems have never stopped. I invite big problems into my life every single day. The bigger the challenge, the bigger the payday. I love it. Let's go. I'm built for this shit. But I'll tell you what, I'd much rather attack problems with money. Money doesn't bring in happiness, but it does help buy A solution. It does buy a solution. I want to get in shape. I can afford to go to get my health game on point and get the personal trainer and get the meal prep company to deliver the meals and to take time off work because I'm an entrepreneur and I create my own schedule and I was able to systematize my business and scale my business and hire great team members so that way I don't have to come into work until 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Before that, it's family time and health time in spiritual time. And guess what? If, you, if anybody who knows me knows, I roll into work every day at like 11. Because all I do in the morning is screw my hot girlfriend, eat really good, work out for a few hours, spend time with my kids, read the Bible, pray a little bit, meditate a little bit, do an ice bath, screw my hot girlfriend a couple more times, and then I'm ready for work, baby. All right, that was a little dramatic, but you get what I'm saying. I have created a lifestyle that puts health in a driver's seat, that puts my spiritual game in a driver's seat, that puts my relationship game with my kids in a driver's seat. And the money thing, it, it, it allows all that to happen. But I had to crack the money code first. So yeah, I get it. Money doesn't, it isn't everything, but it kind of is. So number one, winners have a bounce back spirit. Number two, winners surround themselves with other winners. I'm not hanging around losers. I don't hang around toxic people. I don't, my time is my most valuable asset. The last thing in the world I'm gonna do is waste time with somebody that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Your intuition, God's voice is telling you this person is bad. You're doing a deal with the devil. They're not good for you. I knew it in... 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth grade when I hung around my friends from back in the day, a guy named Jason, a guy named Russell, and a guy named Wes who were like non-friends, you know, like neighborhood kids that like they fucked with me when I was the first one with the car. They fucked with me if I got those new CDs and they wanted to listen to the music. They fucked with me when the, when the other ones weren't weren't around. But once they all ganged up, they didn't really invite me to things. You know, those kind of friends that kind of Encourage you to, to steal the candy bar from the 7-Eleven or ditch class or smoke smoke a little bit of that extra weed. I don't know why I keep saying weed that way. The weed man. You know, they're just encouraging you to do dumb shit that they know is not good for you. They're not starting businesses. They're not talking about the, the great lessons in the in the entrepreneur book they just read. They're not encouraging you to go to that event so we can gain more skills and capabilities. They're not helping you, locking arms with you, saying, let me help you attack this business together. Let's partner up. I don't hang around these people. I got rid of those people a long time ago. Those people all went to Juvenile Hall. I was the only one to break out of my neighborhood that didn't go to juvie. Out of my little friend group. And by the way, I got story after story where we, were fight, we would fight all the time. And by the, by the, when I say fight, I would get my ass kicked all the time. And I knew those people weren't good for me. And I knew when Jason Weaver knocked me out and literally sucker punched me in front of everybody and thought it was hilarious, I knew I should never talk to these people again and run for the hills. But I didn't have the courage to break away from that environment. How many people do we know in life, get they, they're constantly getting abused. They're in, a, they're in a, an environment with a lack of love, a lack of resources, an abusive relationship, and they stay. They lower and dim their light in order to not uh, affect somebody else. They're always, they're more worried about other people than they are taking care of themselves. And it wasn't until I finally manned up and said, you know what, enough's enough. I'm fucking out of here. And I did some extreme shit to get out of there, aka join the Navy, because I knew I had to be ripped from that environment and moved over into something more positive. And I learned a lesson by doing that because as soon as I got in the military, my life started to brighten up, started to get back on track, starting to move a little faster in a better direction. And I've since that day, and this is kind of a caveat to that, winners surround themselves with other winners. Winners use money to get proximity to other winners. As soon as I started earning money in real estate, you know what I did? I immediately joined masterminds, immediately went to more events. I said, where are my people? My people are over there. My people are over there. They're at this mastermind. That mastermind costs 10 grand or 15 grand or 25 grand. I don't give a fuck because I need to get in that room. I need to buy better friends. I need to get proximity to people that are playing this game. And every time I did that, I, I came out on top. I always got an ROI on my investment because I never looked at it like I'm giving this guy or that girl money to join their stupid little club. I looked at it like I'm I'm going to leverage every relationship that I meet in this room. So I'm really giving 25 grand to myself as a personal development investment so I can get around other winners. So that's number two. Winners get around winners. Number three, successful people expect to win. I expect to win. I I set off... I started off this podcast at my word of 2024 is intention. I expect to win, motherfuckers. I know it's going to be challenging. Bring it. I don't care how long it takes. I'm not, run, I'm not looking for a milestone or a goal. This is my lifestyle. This is how I operate. I downloaded a, a, a software that says, Cody, you're going to act as if it's already happened. No matter what hurdle or challenge or roadblock life throws at me or business throws at me, I'm going to attack it with an expectation to dominate. And every person I know, every successful person I know, that's how they roll through life. Not one of them stays in that toxic, negative, stuck place. There's many times throughout the year, I wake up, I don't feel like it. I don't want to do it. I just got my ass kicked. That marketing, I just spent all that money on marketing. It totally bombed. I didn't get any calls. It just totally bombed. And I'm out the money and I'm like, fuck, what do I do next? You think I'm just going to stay there? Like, is that it? Throw in the towel, we're done. We're just going to, we're going to stay toxic? Unresourceful? My mentor, Joseph McClendon III, one of my mentors, there's another great Clever Investor podcast with Joseph. Go go listen to that. Do yourself a favor right now. The very next thing you do after you listen to this for your next podcast, go listen to the Joseph McClendon III podcast. It is phenomenal. Joseph does this thing where he, change, he, he does a, an, an example where people change their state. State is the underlying foundation for everything I do every day. I don't long-term plan. I'm always like, today, my plan is to do these three giant hairy needle-moving activities that make profit, and I'm going to win today. That's with business. Today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love my girlfriend as if she's the most important person on planet earth. I'm going to provide for her. I'm going to protect her. I'm going to be present every time she's in the room. At the end of the day, I'm going to act as if there's a movie and she can watch that movie. And it's every private thought, every email, every interaction I have in social media. And when she watches that movie, she's going to love me more. She's going to be more proud of me. She's going to want to be around me even more. In order to get in that winner's energy, that winnergy, I have to change my state. I wake up naturally negative. I don't feel like it a lot of the times. I wake up and I'm like, fuck, I got to get in state. Tony Robbins talks about this all the time. Joseph helps people get in the right state. For me to get in the right state, that might be doing some physical activities, right? I can get my negative energy out by going and doing an ice bath and then going for a long fasted cardio walk or going to the gym and and getting a workout in. That change of state, when I come back, I'm just firing on all cylinders. There is a direct connection between health and wealth. I guarantee it. If you are lethargic, if you have a hard time sleeping, if you are (laughs) out of shape, overweight, eating unhealthy, I guarantee you it's directly impacting your daily results as an entrepreneur or as a real estate investor. I can guarantee it. But Cody, I'm actually doing pretty good. My wholesaling business is doing okay. Okay, you think that's it? That's it for you? That's, that's what you're calling success? You're making a little bit of money wholesaling? Do your kids want to trade places with you? Does your wife want to rip your fucking clothes off with her teeth? No! Nobody respect, you don't even respect you. Nobody else respects you. You might be making a little bit of money, so what? That's not the game. The game is to be ripped, rich, and rare, like my buddy Wes Watson says. And so if you can get yourself in that peak physical state, mental state, and win the day, you're going to dominate. And and Joseph puts people through when you're unresourceful and you're feeling like shit, just imagine sitting down, kind of hunching your shoulders over, looking down, breathing really short, not, you know, not big, deep, heavy breaths with your shoulders rolled back. Like you're lethargic, you're scared, you're in a fear state, you're uncertain and you're, you're hunched over. And then what if all of a sudden after being in that state for like 10, 20, 30 seconds, and you really emotionally get yourself there. All of a sudden, somebody yelled at you and said, stand up. And when you did, you had to stand up and make a power move. You had to pump your fist or scream, yeah, or do a lion's roar or something like that. And that was more of the, the state change. And you would get up and you'd go, yeah. And then you'd have to sit right back down and get back into that unresourceful state. And really get there. And it takes, you know, 20, 30 seconds to get back there. And then he says, stand up. And then you stand up and you do your roar again. And you keep going up and down and up and down and up and down to the point to where you go and, and try to even get yourself in that unresourceful state. You can't do it. You can't do it. Your body will not allow you to do it. Your physiology is shifted. All the energy is shifted. You cannot get there. So if you think, oh, I'm stuck. This is never going to change for me. This is horrible. Life is over. My business is ruined. My reputation, whatever bullshit story you're telling yourself, I promise you, you, you are the reason it's dragging on and on and on and on. The reality is, you just change the story. You just shift right out of it and say, fuck this, not another second, not another moment, not another hour. Nothing is happening without a major shift in my life. And when you make that call, and you shift your physical state and you stand up and you roll your shoulders back and you start breathing deeper and you go work out or you, you know, start attacking your big hairy needle moving activities that you need to accomplish today and stop stressing about the far off in the future and doing all this weird goal setting shit at the beginning of the year like all these moron gurus tell you to do. Nobody's going to plan out six, 12 months. Unless you're like a big corporation, you're not going to do that. Things are going to change. You need to be nimble. The only thing you should worry about is today and maybe the rest of this week. I mean, you can have like an idea, like I'm going to accomplish this project. I'm going to do this project. But like, you're not going to obsess on the project. You're going to step back and obsess on today. So that's, that's number three. Number four is you got to realize that life is way too short to be doing shit you hate. Stop working on your weaknesses and start leaning in on your strengths. You want to win in 2024? Lean in on your strengths. God gave you certain natural talents for you to lean in on and you're worrying about all the shit you suck at. Instead, lean in on the things you're great at, magnify those things, be more intentional, more enthusiastic, more excited, become an enroller, enroll everybody around you into your vision, get clarity on that vision, enroll everybody into that vision And go out there and take action towards it. That's it. This could be your breakout year. Last year could totally suck. This could be the best year financially of your life. And you can have a great spiritual game, a great relationship game, a great game as a father or a mother, a great game financially. It doesn't matter. It's totally up to you. That's my pep talk. That's my kick off the year pep talk. You got this. I know you got this. If some, if a dumbass like me can win in this game, I promise you, you can. There's no difference between me and you except for I shifted my psychology one fucking degree and you could do the same thing. So stop playing small, acting small, thinking small and go out there, be bold and dare to make your life magnificent. You deserve it. And so do the people watching you right now. There's a lot of people depending on you and they need you to win. Make success an obligation and not an option in 2024. That's all I got for you in this podcast. Hopefully you got some value out of it. i go dominate. Till next time, take care, comb your hair. Sperber out. Hey, Cody Sperber, the original Clever Investor, host of the Clever Investor Show podcast. And I'm shooting this ad right now to let you know that this podcast exists. It's finally out and we have some amazing guests. So please, I'm begging you. Can you just come and give our podcast a listen? I've been doing real estate for a really long time. I've accessed some of the coolest people in the world. We were having all these amazing conversations and I'm like, what are we doing? Let's record this and actually put it out on a podcast. But the problem is I have to let people know about it. That's where this ad comes in and this is where you come in. You're gonna be able to learn from successful entrepreneurs, get in-depth interviews from amazing leading experts. You're gonna learn real estate investing strategies and tactical training strategies that work in today's market. We're going over market analysis and different market predictions. You're gonna be able to engage in an awesome community. And we go into some pretty deep dives on the mindset of what it takes to win the game of money and in life. Plus lots of bonus resources and exclusive content. So what you're gonna to wanna to do right now is click the link that you see on your screen and give the show a subscribe tip. To- Today. we have amazing guests like ken mcelroy and robert kiyosaki and wes watson and pace morby and jamil damji and vina jetty and a whole host of amazing men and women entrepreneurs that you're going to love to learn from and get to know so what you want to do right now is click that link and give the show a subscribe today